Hello everyone, this is Juanma and Aga from Buenos Beans. Welcome to the people behind your coffee podcast, where we chat with great people from the coffee world. We discuss topics like coffee farming, roasting, brewing, and many more. This episode will be a little bit different from all the previous ones. I spoke to Jarek Pilarczyk from Kyoto Coffee Roasters and the original conversation was in Polish. We'll publish it as a separate episode and if you speak this beautiful language, you will be able to hear directly from Jarek himself. But for those of you who don't, I talk here to Juanma and share a summary of what I learned from Jarek. In this episode, we will discuss topics such as Jarek's journey from a big international company to his own craft roastery, the behind the scenes of the process of choosing and roasting specialty coffee, and how Polish cold brew coffee with tonic, orange and mint came into being. Hello everyone, this is Juanma. And this is Aga. And welcome to the people behind your coffee podcast. Today we talk about Jarek Pilarczyk, who is one of the key people behind Kyoto Coffee Roasters. Kyoto is a Polish company which produces cold brew and roast specialty coffee. We got to know Jarek in September 2020 during the Warsaw Coffee Festival and we were blown away by his coffees. He is the person who roasted the coffees from Costa Rica and Mexico that we shared in our December 2020 box. So, Aga, tell us about Jarek and his coffee adventure. When did he start? Many years ago. Um, he used to work at a big international uh, coffee company in the sales department. So, this is where he would drink uh, coffee at home always, but it was where he his professional life uh, was in direct contact with, uh, with coffee. Um, but he always wanted to do things uh, his way differently and and put all his heart uh, into what he was doing and while still working at this big company uh, he would try coffees from small craft uh, roasteries and he could um, see the the difference that this coffee wasn't like uh, other coffees that he could uh, get from the supermarket uh, and the breakthrough moment actually came uh, when he was uh, coming back home after his holiday. He went skiing and, and he was on his way home. And he stopped by at a cafe uh, that roasted their own coffee. Uh, and he decided to take uh, several bags home um, and he was drinking it. And then one day uh, the coffee was finished. Uh, and he noticed that he couldn't actually go back to the coffee that he used to buy because it has nothing to do with the, this uh, this coffee from the little um, roastery. So it was like a, a first big um, big discovery for for him. And, and but then it took some time before he became a roaster. Mm-hmm. And how how did he be, became a roaster then? Um, so he wasn't that happy with uh, being at the, this big uh, international uh, company, but he wanted to continue in the 
um, coffee industry because he really uh, enjoyed that. Um, and um, yes, after trying this this coffee from this little roastery, uh, he felt like like roasting uh, coffee. But actually, in Poland at that time, uh, this knowledge wasn't easily accessible. You, it wasn't clear. There, uh, you, uh, you couldn't really get trained in that. It wasn't really transparent. Um, so he learned abroad, uh, and he where he could get training. He uh, could actually assist roasting sessions. It wasn't treated as as black magic that you, and that you would steal some knowledge. So it was super transparent. There were also books, videos, and even workshops on on YouTube. So uh, he was uh, gaining knowledge um, as he as he could, um, and then. Uh, he bought uh, his first uh, roaster, uh, a, a very old Polish machine. Uh, he bought it in the north of Poland and, and took it across the, the country to, to Zielona Góra. Um, and as he was, uh, so this was his first machine and, and he used, his, uh, used it for um, his uh, first uh, attempts at uh, roasting um, and as he was doing it he was um, he was uh, learning because not everything like in anything that you everything that you do uh, not everything is covered in the manual and in, in the books you read so um, he noticed technical issues things like the flow of air and fumes so it was a uh, uh, learning uh, process and also the first roaster didn't actually require um, like a very advanced knowledge because um, it was very simple uh, and then uh, after uh, after a year um, he bought a new machine like who he felt that he could um, that he actually really liked what he was uh, doing he enjoyed roasting and uh, wanted to continue, uh, he bought a new machine and went seriously into training. Um, and he had to learn a different approach to different coffees and uh, different varieties. So, like, uh, the machine was better, but also he had to progress um, as a roaster together with this uh, machine. Mm -hmm. He's, he's been roaster for a few years now, and Kyoto is his new project. How did he come up with Kyoto? Um, so, Yarek uh, is a very, very curious spirit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as uh, like talking to him, I can feel that he doesn't want to uh, stop. So, um, after progressing in, in roasting, then... Um, he created this project uh, in 2019 and like his idea was to uh, create a coffee related drink um, and he got to know um, Krzysiek from uh, Birband which is a Polish craft beer uh, company and this company had the capacity to to create uh, create um, drinks and put into bottles so it was a, a good partnership uh, for him and he convinced uh, Krzysiek to macerate coffee in cold water so to make 
Kolbr. Um, and then Krzysiek uh, had a friend, Grzesiek, um, who um, is a marketer. He, he knows how to work on brands and do all the marketing. So um, he created the brand image and also came up with the name Kyoto. So it is how it all started. It was three men, uh, a roaster, a brewer, uh, and a marketer. Um, with a coffee drink idea. Hmm. And how did he come up with the idea of the cold brew then? Um, he wanted to, to make something creative. Uh, he was actually, that like it wasn't a cold brew uh, per se at the very beginning. He was thinking about something like a, a coffee lemonade and then uh, it turned out uh, to be a very cool, uh, cool cold brew, um, and uh, he didn't. Uh, he wanted to make something like proper, like a really good drink. He didn't want to cut corners, um, and wanted to to create uh, something of really good quality. Um, so he knew he wanted to use um, single origin coffee, specialty coffee, um, and give it a little twist. So he uh, took uh, yeah single origin uh, coffees from from Kenya, Rwanda, um, mostly uh, mostly African coffees, and then uh, added some uh, tonic or mint or orange to. Uh, create different um, different flavor uh, profiles and like always his idea was to make something different something that uh, wasn't there on the market yet uh, to stand out uh, from the from the crowd um, and for this new project uh, for for Kyoto uh, he bought a new roaster to roast uh, this coffee in uh, small batches, um, and maybe you you don't know, but in Poland, uh, cold brew is not an obvious choice at all. Um, it isn't like uh, widely uh, known. Like people even uh, go to Jarek's uh, cafe and. They are sometimes afraid to ask, and they buy it, and they then they drink it at home and come back, and they say, "Oh, we actually thought it it would be Coca Cola. We didn't really uh, know that it was um, a coffee drink." So uh, it's something quite new, but uh, Yarek believes that it will it will grow. People will uh, understand the concept, and uh, it will. Uh, catch like people will um, will like it and when it gets popular Kyoto will be already an established brand okay and how does Yarek choose uh, coffees for Kyoto so he actually looks for a rare find um, he he's a great fan of um, natural processed coffees um, that some people may not and not like like uh, and find it like dirty or or jammy or comfort like uh, but this is the the kind of uh, coffee he he's after um, and and uh, he wants to um, have coffees that are 
for uh, curious uh, coffee drinkers uh, that um, they want something that uh, is not available uh, on on the market easily um, and he wants uh, the concept this uh, Kyoto project to be dynamic uh, he's constantly searching for new coffees and he wants to uh, constantly change uh, what's um, what's on the shelf mm -hmm. How does this is related to something else? But how does he choose uh, his roast profile? Um, so it isn't there. There is uh, no like clear recipe that will suit all the coffee uh, coffees. Um, uh, he told me that he always has to take many things into account, like the region, the process that the coffee went through, the variety. So at the beginning, you don't really uh, know um, and um, the coffees that go through natural process can be really surprising but um, you take the coffee beans and uh, sorry he takes uh, Jarek takes the, the coffee beans and measures the density of them and the humidity before putting them into the roaster and also uh, compares them with the coffees that he roasted previously and decides what should be the starting point and starts uh, to test. Normally uh, the first batch um, isn't the result that uh, he wanted but uh, he knows what he has to change and if the beans are good, uh, then after two, three tests and cuppings, um, he can reach a good profile. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. How how does he brew coffee at home? Um, so he's into uh, drip coffee, V60 or Mocha Master if uh, he has more people around. And sometimes he does uh, some cupping in the morning be he, before he leaves home. Um, and uh, as, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, he love, uh, loves naturals. Uh, he, he really enjoys this, this fruity sweetness uh, he can uh, get out of, of these beans, um, uh, like having them through a filter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what's his worst coffee moment? Um, well, um, he told me that he actually um, tries to forget bad moments, uh, and at first uh, he doesn't really, he didn't really have a very um, clear answer. But um, he was going back to the moment when he was working at the big international company when um, he could see a lot of uh, ignorance and lack of competence and that um, sometimes uh, they would have to sell something um, without really knowing the, the product so uh, it didn't feel uh, good at all. Mm -hmm. And what his, what's his best coffee moment? So it it feels great for him when he finds the right rose profile for, for the beans and um, also of course when not only he knows that the, the profile is good but he also hears it from other people so also giving, getting uh, positive feedback from, uh, from people um, gives him joy. Hmm. Any other thoughts Jarek wanted to share with our listeners? Uh, yes, like when we were finishing our conversation, uh, he told me that uh, 
being a roaster uh, is no different from any other job that you can uh, put all your heart into it or just you know like do the absolute minimum and not uh, not care too much um, and that uh, being a roaster requires a precision and patience um, because uh, you have to wait before you actually know if you did things right um, you have to leave some coffees to rest for three or, or seven days uh, after roasting um, and, and you can, can't wait to, to know if, it, if you did it right but uh, it's not like frying a burger that you, you know, it's uh, off the frying pan and you can just bite into it and, and you know if, if it's good. Um, you have to wait and it can be a bit uh, tedious um, and you cannot act fast, uh, but it gives him uh, loads of satisfaction after all. That's amazing. Aga, thank you very much for telling us about your chat with uh, Jarek from uh, Kyoto Roasters. Um, it was great to, to learn from him. Uh, thank you to our listeners. Thank you very much. Hi guys, hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, you can subscribe as we have more great interviews coming up. Stay tuned. Check out Windows Beans on Facebook and Instagram. You can also visit our website, buenosbeans.com. Thank you for listening. Hope you have a great day.